0: To another episode of Teaching with the Body and Mind, I'm Joey, and I'm here with Mike. Hello, and Tom. Hi, and Ross. Hi, Joey. Today, wanted to talk about pretty simple concept: running. Um, I think that children love to run. Not all children at all times, but many children many times. And I think that grown-ups are often telling them not to run.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
0: uh, so I wanted to talk a little bit, kind of just walking
1: feet, walking feet. <laughs> yep. Yep.
0: So I want to talk a little uh, bit about just sort of what yep. we've, what our experience has taught us about this, and just maybe strategies, because it's true that you can't run all day, all the time. But I was thinking about it because it's the end of end of winter here in Minnesota, mm-hmm. and it's really for people who aren't here with us experiencing the joy or if anyone who has to relive it who has been here, it's really hard to move around when you're outside. So you've mm-hmm. got your thick snow pants and you got your boots and you have to, like, trudge and you got to lift your feet very slowly yeah. out of the snow when it's deep or you've got to just do a little baby step as if it's ice. And sort of speed is taken away from you mm-hmm. as an option for many months. Yeah. And a couple of weeks ago we went to the – there's a frozen pond that we can go out on and the, somebody had uh kind of plowed almost like a track. I mean just they used these kick sleds, but they plowed this basically track shape around the pond, a little oval, and uh it was grippy enough ice that the kids could run.
1: And ah, it was the first nice. time they'd been
0: able to run in running in snow pants. Running in snow pants, and snow boots, <laughs> but they were so yeah. excited and mm-hmm. just sort of this spontaneous afternoon somebody's like, "Let's have a race," even though it wasn't really a race. Right. I mean the race was it was the Eagles versus the Warriors. And I asked his mother later, I said, are those like school mascots? She said, no. I said, okay, it was really just the Eagles versus the Warriors. Anyway, no, so we yeah. had this running races all around the pond, just, again, just kind of goofing around for fun. Some kids were on the side cheering. But, I mean, some of these kids could do two really full laps. Yeah, I mean, I was yeah. like winded running behind them and thinking, they, you know, how just good they were running, how much, and just how fun it was and how great it felt to be able mm-hmm. to move that way. Again, um, that's what. so that's kind of what got me thinking about, Running, and how mm-hmm. much joy it brings, but then I think there's this reality of there are times that it's not the appropriate way to move, but anyway, I wanted to open yeah. up to you guys just kind of strategy I don't know strategy is the right word, but experiences around running mm-hmm. with children
1: i thinking about my block area, I actually call it my commons now because that's where lots of different things happen, sure. Um, and I have a video of this child just running around. That nobody's built anything yet. There's uh, there's not even very much activity. It's all in the other areas. Mm-hmm. And there was this little girl who just ran around, around and around. In and the around. open space. In the open space. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. she wasn't bothering anybody. And it just seemed to emerge as a need for her to do this kind of jog around the right. this central area. Right. I didn't stop it, and pretty soon mm-hmm. she stopped. Yeah. she she got her running out.
0: Yeah, and I think oh god, ahead. good. Ahead.
2: No, I was, just, I, I was thinking invitations of open space, the joy uh-huh. that it has. But I was also thinking, and Tom, you said the word jog, and I was actually thinking, children don't jog. It's either I'm walking or I'm running full speed, because yeah. there doesn't. I don't often see children in that medium kind of. They're they're all think, in and and
3: and gray area is not. The realm of preschoolers, you know, right. they either do, they're doing one thing or the right. other. And the idea of walking fast or right. jogging or running slowly. Right. D-
0: Which also no... is something that I think Mike has talked about before. Which means they probably will stop soon right. because they will, they don't pace. Right. They're not right. like they're right. not endurance runners. Yeah, yeah. we're not yet. trying to. You know, right. and so they will just kind of physically exhaust themselves. Mm.
1: So I do. Th- I, I, yeah. I will push back a little bit. I do mm-hmm. think it was more of a jog, just because of the shape of the commons area. Right. You c- could. She couldn't it wasn't, it, it wasn't a full out run. Right. But it was a, okay. a round and around. Right. A because and of the centripetal force. I stream. also think that
3: exactly. kids run differently on like an open field where the uh-huh. ground's uneven and mm-hmm. a playground where the ground is right smooth like yep. so it is true i think that they do adjust their speed in that way but i mean if inside if you tell them to slow down that's it the, doesn't really yeah. mean anything it's they're either going to walk or they're going to run and whatever right. that means at that time right there's not like a an in between that right. they can yeah.
1: i could run faster i am slow
0: right now right <laughs> so i have a, a logistical situation i can think of we've got a we've got a large open room that's shared by the school that we use for a variety mm-hmm. of different purposes mm-hmm. uh, we call it the movement room so obviously kids know they can go in and move their bodies when they go in there but it can be very empty sometimes the tables aren't really out and in, 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 it does invite a lot of running but depending on how many kids you have in there they don't all have the same idea about how and where they're going to run right and so that's a time that i feel like i do have to mm-hmm do something because sure. they will crash yeah. and it will hurt. They'll right. bang heads. Or, so what k- kinds of things have you guys learned about what to do? I mean, have, do you know what I'm trying to describe you? It's a wide open space. Everybody wants to run, but they don't all have the same plan.
2: There's one example. I think the as we've had the the voice or the the invitation for teachers, and I'd say probably even for homes, getting that four foot by six foot or the four foot by eight foot classroom mat, whatever you can kind of fit, that you can fold up and just store in the corner or under on top of a cabinet. Just opening that up and then... Going around it. You here. go around it. So now you have your natural track and we came up... And Ours was just a blue-brown, blue-brown. Is that, okay, when you need a break, you jump to the middle and find an open rectangle to jump into. And it was just this natural... Because
0: right. they just they needed a direction if they were all going to do it at the same they time.
2: They needed a direction. And so to first start it, I said, okay, I'll be the director. and said, so everybody's running this way. And then... After people kinda of took a break, stop, now we're gonna go this way. And then I realized I could pull the whiteboard over from large group and have arrows just an arrow. to direct. And then one of the children wanted to take that job who didn't want to run or he was done running at that point. So he then would stop the traffic and then change the arrow I don't and like it how they change the
0: direction of the track in a gym. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it was
2: and it was so self guided and it and they did it for half an hour. When I was thinking even, you know,
3: just
0: and the running and resting um, and running and resting. Cardboard boxes
3: would make a good, like, you know, like, I'd probably have two or maybe four kind of defining a middle space that's right. the, like, yep. non-running, like the yep. rest zone or whatever, and then having.
0: But they, So when there's many running to run in a space that's not, you know, kind of big but also kind of confined right? Like a right. room,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you guys are kind of saying, well, they need a path. Yeah, they need clear I would say that. Yeah, and they tend to find them. I mean, they do run around. <laughs> they naturally will try to run around. Right,
3: something. but I can like see. Th- I've been in that space when there's nothing in there, and it it is like, let's go. Yeah.
1: And so yeah, you need something well, to any space find. that's wide open like that tells a child let's right, go. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Now that's a wooden floor. Right? Yes, so it is. so it would hurt a little bit more if you fell. I'm more, it's I'm more that the they crash into each. I've into each had other, them crash into head each
0: head other because they're not. On. Uh, I guess watching.
2: Well, I think they're, they're especially with these yeah. younger ages. The proprioception, the spatial awareness, and the depth perception like, is yeah. still emerging. So their bodies are going faster than they can react. So you see them, and they're like, "I'm coming," and then they right.
3: want yeah, to they get out of there, but do they like can't. Quick jump cut. So I'm right. going to
2: make a statement
3: then that it's safer to run in a classroom. No, 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 and y I open. think I, I am honest. I, I mean that. And I think well, the example you gave, that's a safe place to run because it's more clear where you run. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to run, it's clear where you go. So the last few years, I had a classroom. I started letting people run. And what we in would, your little classroom? In my little classroom. And Whoa. what we would do is say, oh, you want to run. Where could we run? And then mm-hmm. we'd have to make a space. Mm-hmm. And so kids would make sure there were no toys on the floor. And it was usually an area only mm-hmm. like you know six feet yeah, long it, it and was yeah. small. Yeah, and then just tell the other oh this right. is where we're running. Right, and I and started kids, doing that after yeah. you
0: talked about it. Same thing. We have a yeah. we have an open space by our cubbies which. Tends to be where we say, as long as all this stuff's picked up off the floor, oh, you want to run? Here's, and they kind of, they kind of, I mean, kids who've been now with me for two years have kind of learned, oh, that's the the place. So, yeah, I do think that's a really good strategy. So, I have
1: a large muscle, I always had a large muscle area with a mat, and when they needed to run and they couldn't run in that common space or any place else. Right. I would tell them you can run in the in the large muscle area and it and the mat was kind defined of defined. It. Yep. the it wasn't a circle; it was a rectangle. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd say too. Like I th- I'm thinking of just running around the ra- the table we have. Like our, mm-hmm. we have round tables in our classroom. Oh yeah, And what we would do if the if the children have pulled chairs to the table, we pull them back and we almost make kind of a border. So if Children like can a donut
3: see. shape. There's a an outer circle and an inner exactly. circle.
2: Exactly, and then the, it's since it's round, it's very easy to kind of keep going around. But then the chairs delineate. If you're going to walk past here, right. either wait till the traffic has stopped right. or walk right. around. And the children now, can we make a running area? Sure. And then yeah. so you
0: would be similar to Mike. Oh, it looks like you want to run. Let's figure out where you can. Right, yeah.
2: and that's where. And we've even we have um, some of the little color window. In the block area, yeah. Oh and yeah, yeah. We would grab, and we've talked about how we can put up red, yellow, or green just to, to decipher how, what speed are we going to go right now, so right. everybody can agree. Because and having mixed uh, a multi-age classroom, there's different levels right. of, kind sure. of ability, ability and yeah. speed. But I think it's a great chance to have that because then how do you go around? How do you, you know, when you do when somebody does fall, how do you stop and kind of? Right. So I think there's a lot of that negotiating. I think there's this worry of oh, but what about the table? And like. The table is the the least of the problems getting in the way because that's static. That's not moving. It's all the other variables when children, when we don't have that border.
0: Right. Someone just walks through, not knowing.
2: Right. And or they they zoom a car through there. Right. The, things come into the space. That's more. Right. So of what the happens
1: if a child bumps another child and they go into the table?
2: Well, you learn about. Dentistry. You know,
1: <laughs> Dentistry. <and laughs> Peggy, your first trip to
2: the dentist.
1: You yeah.
2: no, I, I, but I, I, it, it's, it's a real, I think that is a real concern. That mean, like what somebody, about, what about, what yeah, about? what
1: would happen if?
2: And I think that's where, that's my role as the teacher being close by there. Because it's also that we have to have one of the teachers close by to help with that, to say, oh, I'm noticing you're getting too close. And a version of that that we played outside at, at my former school, we had a giant planter in the front yard where we would do pickup. So our class would always stay outside to do pickup. So we could run around cause going back inside, coming from the playground yeah. was a lot. And we called, we made a game called race cars or racetrack and they would run around and they would go around and you got three crashes intentional or unintentional. And after your third crash, you'd have to come take every crash. You'd have to take a pit stop, which was to come over to the teacher. Yep. Should we check your car? Does it need any new tires, new engines? Nice. How are nice. you? All right. Are you ready to go? go back out there. You have two crashes left. And then nice. Nice. I at like the that. third one, okay, now you got to stay at the, in the garage for a while to kind of, because children were, we were trying to navigate that. How do you spit Cause some people do want to crash and that's fine, but some people don't want to crash. So if you're crashing those people unintentionally, right. what I'm worried about is that they're not ready for that. Right. And so it became less and less of an issue because they would say, you want to crash? And they would go for, they'd search for each other or they would be much better at going around cuz they didn't want to stop running.
1: Demolition right. Derby. Right. That mid- goes down. back yeah, to yeah. Demolition yeah. Derby. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So, so I, oh, yeah. I want to ask you. Yeah. Is it really a problem if they bump heads? Yes. Because
0: because heads are very hard. Yeah. Yeah. And heads have teeth in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've. I mean, I guess I've never sent anyone to the hospital from bumping heads, but yes, I think it's a problem if they bump heads. I, I think you have a potential concussion. I think two kids running at speed, bumping heads, I think you have a potential concussion. And Ross is pointing to himself like this, maybe experienced a concussion from. <laughs> that's, how,
2: that's how I received my first concussion. Yeah. Was doing backwards relay running, and uh, myself and one of my classmates hit the back yeah. of our heads, and I got my first concussion. <laughs> Uh, which yeah. so I do. Not th- great. I mean, I
0: know preschoolers don't run probably as fast as however old you were. I was
2: only seven. Yeah,
0: but I do. Six I do think it's a thing. it's a or you know somebody's skull hits near your eye. I mean, I, I think their heart heads are hard enough mm-hmm. right. that I do think it's not a good thing to have heads crash into other heads. Mm-hmm. I do.
1: And does it happen often? In the room that I'm describing, too much. If I
0: do, if I just said go, mm-hmm. it would happen yeah. guaranteed,
1: mm.
0: guaranteed because it's it's. um they're just—I right. I don't know. It's a—it's a, it's a well, level of chaotic. It, it's like a—I know someone could come to write a mathematical formula on the <laughs> chaos of it. I don't know how to describe it.
2: But that's—that's that's that risk-benefit analysis, yeah. and that's that hazard versus risk assessment that you do as the teacher, as the adult. Right. You can see, you can anticipate. Okay, here's where I could see those situations. Right. And in
0: that space, it's the same thing of that Ross was describing. Also, most kids are running, but not everybody's running. So then the kid who is deciding. Again, if I do nothing, if we just go in there and I'm like, hey, Thunderdome. hey freedom, Have it. Um, you know, someone's going to drive a train through. Someone's going to decide they want to sit in the middle of the room where everybody else is. So running. another option. And I'm option. describing not like four kids. I'm describing if you just went in and were like, hey, everybody. Kids, yeah." They're...
3: Well, so the other thing that you could do in that space that would probably also be successful is if it if you marked off this corner right. and well, so it's and not telling you which direction right. but it's mm-hmm. here's the defined space so if right. you're doing these and other what i things, have
0: done is just get exactly what you guys said is just give them a path because what they want to do is show me how darn fast they can run right so there's doors on each side and i just say run from that door to that door mm-hmm. and then you know kind of well, this they like, don't run around the the path i did with them wasn't around mm. just for because they wanted they basically wanted to sprint mm-hmm. and it's much easier to sprint in a straight line and then the the door would kind of stop them because they were really...
1: That glass door? No, it's
0: a wooden door. Okay. <laughs> so, they so they would... Anyway, so they would kind of basically sprint, show how fast yeah. they were, stop, and then sprint back. Yeah. And, um, and so, but giving them just the... Rather than uh, everybody sprinting across yeah. each other. I mean, because that's what they... This one time... I can... In general, they do run in there. And the other thing is they do run, of course, outside, which is usually okay, but they can run faster than a teacher. And I just wondered if anyone uh, has experience with being outrun by their children. I've yet to be beat.
2: You've yet, uh, yeah. I actually really in these older years. I. What about when the
0: one is behind that needs to hold your hand, and everybody else has sprinted off out of sight?
2: That's the. Well,
3: Well, I definitely do a thing like with teaching teams. Uh, So we have usually alone. Yeah,
2: and that's just (laughs) it. I think (laughs) because I I haven't been by myself, so I can leave and I can go catch them. Yeah. That's different when you're when you have two or three. In my case, with student teachers, the ratio is higher.
0: Okay, so let's say that there's a listener who can't outrun them, and
2: that's, and that, or that you're by yourself. So yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, that's where you have to have a defined space.
3: Like, how far can they run?
0: Uh-huh.
3: And that's in general. So that you have that unusual thing of you have the beyond the fence
0: walking field trips. Yeah, right. Lots the of walking walk, field walk, trips. Lots, lots of walking field trips
3: versus on the playground. It's yeah. fenced in, and that yeah. that's. The Generally, reason yeah. they're fenced in <laughs> yes. is because with preschoolers, you couldn't just have them yes. go forever. But
0: I'm sure you know. F- parents take kids for a walk on the sidewalk. One yeah. kid mm-hmm. decides to take off. Yeah. One kid sits down.
2: I think it's. I think that's where you again. <laughs> you have to kind of get to know who your children are and who. Oh, I mean, of course, there's always the what if scenarios that could always come up. But I don't know why I'm making this connection. But the first time you go to walk your dog, you're not just going to send it off leash to be like, well. Come back when you hear your name. Yeah. I trust that you're going to come back. You're right. gonna You're going to build up to that. So I think if that... Really I found out this dog I adopted
3: was deaf after doing that. <laughs> <laughs> after they had shown some trust and then realized, oh, as soon as they were out of sight, they couldn't hear me call.
2: Right. They were right. always going by visual cues. And But I think it's the same would be mm-hmm. true, as if if you know you've got some who are those really mm-hmm. avid runners, mm-hmm. well, we're probably not going to just go on, you know, mm-hmm. be on the fence. Mm-hmm and let you go. I like, am going to hold your hand for a while, but I, but it's playing start stop games, it uh-huh. might be red light green light, it might be just the I would often have kids to run to a
3: place. And you, mm-hmm. and I'd always yeah. choose a spot that was close enough that I knew I could run and mm-hmm. catch yeah, them yeah, yeah, back, yeah. right? Yeah, right. And it was a, and for me, I mean it was in the city, but I usually tried to uh, it was a way of them learning tree names too. We're going to run to the birch tree, not the maple tree, the birch tree. And then I'd describe what I could. Yep. Mm-hmm. But after a while, the kids would get to know which, which the different trees. Mm-hmm. Right. But it was always... And then that way, if the other kids were still sitting, you know, weren't going any farther, I knew I had this space. And I always started the year with right. very small yeah. space. Right. So like, can, we're going right. 10 feet or whatever. Right. And right. then after a while, it's like, I'm comfortable with 30 feet between the kid, yep. the farthest kid this way and the farthest kid right. this way. Because they know. And they know. They're staying together. Yeah. And I... Feel in control mm-hmm. while still and also them not, probably not
2: that space. having the endpoint be a stop sign at the intersection. Yeah, right, right.
0: Mm-hmm. that
3: you was know, never, say, yeah, yeah. Good point. Never, yeah. You right. know that
0: you're always going to wait yeah. about yep, half a we'll, third block back yep, or whatever. Stop
3: here, yeah.
2: and then we'll walk together up to that
3: point. And but this gets to yeah, this gets into the thing of we probably don't have time now, but that this is the trip. Do you know what I mean? Like when. Teachers are trying to get from point right. A to point Which B, we and they worry yeah, about them. That's yeah. a different thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like most trips should be about the journey. The journey. Which, yeah. Ooh,
0: I, believe, wow. I believe. I believe we've talked about. <laughs> I think so. we have. Yeah. But I, th-
2: I think, Joe, your point that it's really it's the it's an inherent drive for it, any able-bodied child, and I'd say for those who are still learning to use their bodies in other ways, movement, we're built for it. They want to do it, and we are. Often having new
0: Yeah, and it's exciting to have speed and to, to create your own speed and I think to find ways that we could say yes. Right. Rather than stopping them. Figure mm-hmm. yeah.
2: so out ways to see. Clearly
0: yes. you guys have had some wonderful ideas, so I appreciate appreciate that. Thank, Thank you. Sure. See you next time.
3: Thank you for listening to Teaching with the Body and Mind. We'll be back again next week with another episode. Music is by Big Wheel Popcorn.